Shomalechem Rabotai, good day of Shabbos. We are continuing the Mishnah Yomi in the fifth parak of Shabbat, Mishnah Dalit, discussing items that your animal is not allowed to wear or carry into the Rishut Rabim, the public domain, on Shabbat. Ein hamor b'mardat, the donkey may not go out with his blanket, bizmon she'enek when it's not tied on. As we said yesterday, if it's tied on already from Erev Shabbos, it's going to be okay. V'loh b'zog af alpi shehipakuk, and not with a bell, even though the bell is plugged up. You could put cloth inside your bell so the inbal, the uh, the ringer, doesn't knock into the body of the bell and make noise. So what's going on here is if you put a bell on an animal, that was basically uh, advertising. That means this animal is for sale. People would hear the bell and see the bell and come see it. So you might have thought, even though it's plugged up and people don't hear the bell ringing, shouldn't be a problem. But since people associate an animal wearing a bell with selling it, then it looks like doing business on Shabbat advertising your animal for sale. And not with a ladder on its neck. So why is there a ladder on the donkey's neck? Well, if it gets a wound or an injury or something, it's going to reach around with its neck and bite it or scratch it and cause problems or infections. So we want to immobilize the neck while the wound is healing. You might see similarly in modern times when a pet has a, a medical procedure, sometimes they put like a lampshade looking thing on the neck so the animal can't bite where the stitches or the wound is while it's healing and cause infection, God forbid. And not with a band around its legs. Sometimes the legs would knock into each other, says Bart Nura, so you'd put a band uh, to protect the legs from one another. Uh, and roosters do not go out with their ribbons on. Not with straps around their feet. Sometimes for identification purposes, you have like a color colored strap on your rooster, so you know whose rooster belongs to whom. Rams do not go out with a little agola. Agola is a wagon. Uh, it's a little, you know, a mini wagon under their tail. The aliyah of a ram was big and fatty, and it could get quite heavy and drag on the floor and get all dirty and get gross and, you know, who knows, damaged. So you could put a little wagon under the tail. It's really cute if you have the illustrated Mishnahis. And the ram would go with that. It's actually kind of nice because the tail, uh, it goes up on the mizbeach. When you bring a ram as a carbon, that we don't eat the tail. It goes on the mizbeach, um, famously by carbon Pesach. So it's a nice thing to do to keep your ram's tail very nice if you use it for a carbon. The ewes do not go out with chanun. So chanun apparently is a chip of wood from the yachanun tree. And putting it into the nostril of the ewe causes it to sneeze and dislodge the parasites from its head. Now, the Bartonura explains, this is amazing, Rabosa, you're going to love this if you have boys, if you have sons at home. The Bartonura explains that this is Davka, the ewes need this treatment to get parasites out of their head because the rams naturally, the males naturally butt heads and fight and are competitive and aggressive like boys should be naturally. So they bump the worms out of each other's head with their uh, fighting and wrestling and playing and things like that. So Baruch Hashem, boys will be boys. A calf does not go with a gimon. A gimon is a training yoke. Like you put a yoke on it, as a, so it gets used to the gets used to the sensation of having a yoke on the neck. And of course, our our coming under the the yoke of mitzvot, the old mitzvot, is a similar concept. So by children also, we want to train them 
in mitzvot, and the best training is to set a good example of being osik in Torah, being osik every day in the Mishnah Yomi, let the kids see it, let them know about it, and they will want to follow, God willing, in our footsteps. Mishnah continues, Volo para, and not your cow, or hakupad, or kupar, is one girsa, not with hedgehog skin. So they would put the hedgehog skin around the dadim, where the milk comes out, so shratzim wouldn't steal the milk. And not with a strap between the horns. That's Shmir Yaseira. It's extra. It's a burden. But the cow of Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah would go out with a strap between her horns. Against the will of the sages. Now, what's going on here? Lamanashem. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who was the Nasi, part time Nasi, and a Tana and a Gadol in Tzara, it wasn't his cow. It was not his cow. Actually, he was quite rich, and he had tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of cows. They say his tithe, uh, his Meiser Behemoth tithe of 10% uh, every year was thousands of animals. Now, there's other kashas. Why was he taking Meiser Behemoth after the Horban Abias? It seems like this, from this and other sources, they did still separate Meiser after the Horban Abias. But anyway, it, it wasn't his cow in this mission. It was his neighbor's cow. And because he did not protest and remind his neighbor this was against the halacha, it's credited to him because he could have said something and stopped the problem. So if you have the opportunity and ability and people are going to listen to the tochacha, then there's an obligation to give it. Of course, if people aren't going to listen anyway, then uh, that's the story for another time. Let's go on to chapter 6. Bama Isha Yotza, with what can a woman go out on Shabbat? Bama Enoyotza, with what can she not go out? So obviously, if it's clothing, it's not a burden, it's not an item carried, but things that are jewelry or accessories or adornments, perhaps it's not, you know, it's still jewelry is is under clothing, but there's a concern that the sages had that a woman might take it off and carry it in Rashut Rabin. She might take it off to show her friend her new jewelry. She might take it off because it's embarrassing to wear such a thing in public. So there's multiple reasons she might take it off and come to carry it. So there's a rabbinical stringency not to wear such things. So what are they? Lo isha, If she has threads sewn into, braided into her hair, as like, a, you know, to make the hair look look neat. You put in some different colored threads, um, you know, different straps in the hair, uh, things like this. And she can't go to the mikvah wearing these uh, threads braided into her hair until she loosens them. Now, this is actually the reason she can't wear them on Shabbos, because it's Friday night, she's going to the mikvah, and she has to loosen all these threads and straps and things that are on her hair, and then she might be in a hurry to get home. It's Friday night, after all. you got to get, get there where the soup's still hot. So she might carry them in Rosh Hashanah from the mikvah home. Mishka continues, lo totefet, and not a totefet is a headband. Sounds a lot like the word totafot, which is, of course, tefillin shabarosh, the totafot. So the totefet is in a similar place, a headband. Lo sanbutin. Sanbutin, they translate as bangles. These are... I would call them dangles. They're decorations and jewelry that dangle off of the totefet. So they're kind of like in the place of earrings. Bismansha in a tefurin, when they're not sewn onto her hat. Veloba kovul, kovul is like a big kippah that a woman would wear under her shaitel or under her hat to protect her head. They're shuta rabim. She can't go out without the shuta rabim, which is mashma. She could go out to the chatzer, 
assuming uh, there's a chatzir, uh, you know, walled-off area in front of the house. Uh, Mishnah continues, Lo ir shel zahav, and not with a city of gold. Now, this is an amazing thing, Rabbi The ir shel zahav is a skyline of Yerushalayim, a skyline of Jerusalem made into a crown that a woman would wear on her head. So it's it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. So you can see that that they that in prior generations they understood Yerushalayim was the most beautiful place in the world. So to make a piece of jewelry in the resemblance of Yerushalayim, kishmak, it's amazing. It's a very beautiful thing. But uh, it's, since it's such a beautiful adornment, she might show it to her friends. Philobic kotla, a kotla literally is a murderer, a choker. And the choker was something around the neck. And Barnard says it makes the neck look nice and uh, fleshy and well-fed. And not with nose rings. And not with finger rings. That don't have a seal. Chotam is what you press into the wax to, like, to put your seal on there. We're going to talk about rings that do have a chotam later on. Not with a needle that doesn't have a hole for the thread, like a decorative needle. You know, it would be like stabbed through the hat or the clothing and would have some sort of nice decoration or flower or something uh, on the end sticking out. If she goes out with these items, she's not chayevit to bring a carbon because these, lemaisa, at the end of the day, these are decorations that are in the category of clothing they're not a burden. She's not carrying them in her hand. So we say we, she should not go out with them because she might come to carry them in the case of the hair decorations, or she might take them off and show her friend because they're so amazing and gishmak and come to carry them accidentally. Shabbat shalom.